They said to them there was no room for them in the inn. And yet Mary was getting ready to have her baby. They've been traveling for 70 miles. Tired and weary. And yet it would become one of the greatest nights in history. The birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's lesson continues our Christmas series celebrating God's gift of a Savior. Raul will lead us in seeing how a baby born one long ago night in a tiny town brought eternal hope to all people. This real historical event gives us all the encouragement we need to receive the unconditional love that caused Jesus to leave heaven's glory for a humble manger. Join us in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, for the lesson, The First Christ Mass. Here's Raul Reese. When you think of Christmas, a lot of times people don't understand that it's not really about Santa Claus and all these things that people go through in culture. But Christmas is a special time. It's a time when God the Father, out of so many thousands of years, decided to send a Redeemer to the world. And the reason is because men needed to be saved from his sins. But there was no other way to do it in the Old Testament. They were doing it kind of uh, killing lambs and goats and turtle doves. And it was only like a covering for men's sin And at the same time, it was through animal sacrifices. And then, 2,000 years later, God the Father decided that He would send His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. To become 100% man, 100% God, and to be born in a little stable in the city of Bethlehem. If I was God and I was going to send my son, I would want him to be born in a palace. Not in a manger. There's no fame to that. Listen to the story as Matthew gives us a story. He says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, Before they came together, she was found with a child of the Holy Spirit. Which means that Mary got pregnant without any intervention of men having anything to do with it. It was a miracle that happened. But it's interesting because in that culture, for a young virgin to be found with a child to be pregnant before marriage or even for that woman to be in sexual intercourse with a man and committing fornication, it would be the penalty of death by stoning that woman to death at the city gates as she would be accused by her parents and by the people in the village. But here we see the plan of God, the way He plans this whole birth. Verse 19, it says, And then Joseph, 
her husband being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary to be your wife. For that which is conceived is in her, it is of the Holy Spirit. So the confirmation now comes to Joseph. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet Isaiah 750 years before, before Christ ever came in the Old Testament. He said, Behold, the virgin shall be with a child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Isaiah 7, 14. And then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took him his wife, and did not know her sexually until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus, or Jehovah is salvation. This is one of the greatest stories ever told. Did you notice in the story, the characters playing in the story is Joseph and Mary, and the Holy Spirit dominates the whole page, the angel of the Lord, and then, of course, Jesus himself in the story. This was the first Christmas story in the world. God had chosen this little town by the name of Bethlehem, which means the house of bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. You see? And it's really interesting how the Holy Spirit stirs up this whole prophecy 500 years before, even as the prophet Micah, in chapter 5, verse 2, prophesies before the child would ever be born, the time and the city where he would be born. Listen to what he said. But you, Bethlehem, Epaphrata, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be the ruler of Israel, whose going forth are from all and for everlasting. So here we see that at the first coming of Jesus Christ, when you read the prophecies that are given, there were 500 prophecies given concerning the Messiah, Jesus Christ. In his first coming, he fulfilled 300 himself at the first coming. He said, well, what about the other 200? The other 200 will be fulfilled at his second coming. Now, what's interesting at the first coming... He comes as the Savior and Deliverer of the world. With God's grace and God's love and God's mercy, offering to everyone and anyone that will come to know Him personally as Lord and Savior. But the second half of the prophecies, the next 200, concerning the fulfillment of His second coming, it is not... The grace of God, it is not the love of God. It is not the mercy of God, but it is the judgment of God. 
interesting. You say, well, why so interesting? Because the second coming of Christ will be a time of the greatest judgment that the world has ever seen. Where God not only will judge the world itself, but this will be the time that before He sets up His millennium kingdom, He will have a day of judgment when He'll separate the sheep from the goats. Those that will be allowed to go into the kingdom age and those who will be rejected the kingdom age. But at the same time, we go back into time when Jesus was born. And the purpose of His coming was not to bring judgment to the world, but to bring salvation. Salvation that would be given to everyone and anyone that would receive His love, His grace, and His mercy. Did you know that this is a very dangerous time of the year as it is a time of rejoicing? Yes. It is a time as we have seen in the news, where people commit suicide. Many people die during the season of December and January. And it's a time where people are homeless. Some people are not talking with their families. They're divided. It is a time where God not only is working in the life of the church, And in working in the life of so many believers. But at the same time, it is a time where people become really lonely and depressed. It's really of importance that as we not only receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. That to us that have come to know Him as our Savior and Lord. That tonight is one of the greatest nights that we celebrate because it is the night where Jesus Christ came into the world to a little town by the name of Bethlehem. To be born in a stable because the Gospel of Luke, Luke tells us in chapter 2 that when Mary and Joseph went to check in to the inn, not the holiday inn, like our holiday inn, Those inns were really four walls that you could look up to the sky and there was straw on the floor where you slept. But when they got to the inn, they said to them there there was no room for them in the inn. And yet Mary was getting ready to have her baby. The stress of having that child. They've been traveling for 70 miles. Tired and worried. And yet, it would become one of the greatest nights in history. The birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. It's good to have Raul with us in the studio once again to help us understand how we can be living examples of the gospel to those around us. Raul, there was a time when you were in the military that you were overseas during Christmas. As a believer, knowing what that's like, what would you say to servicemen and women who find themselves separated from family during the Christmas celebration? Number one is very painful. As a non-believer or as a believer, because you're in a state of war and you're thinking, I wonder if this Christmas I'm going to die. Will I be ready for next Christmas? Am I going home? We call short-timers, and short-timers have a stick. 
And what they do, they take that stick and they mark it, the days they have left. Mm. And so for me, you know, being in Vietnam for the first time, it was totally different because I saw the struggle the guys had in their lives. They've been there before me. I was on the Christian, but I went back to all the other Christmases that I had. They were not good. Now I can look back and thank God for what he's done in my life. That The Christmas I have now with my family are totally different. But I go back now and I think of all the guys in the military that are not Christians, what they're thinking, what they're going through. And if you're in the military out there and uh, you're a Christian, make sure you take time to talk to these guys and give them not only say Merry Christmas, but let them know what Christmas is about so that the Holy Spirit can speak to them. And you know what? It's going to be the best thing you could ever do in your life. That's good practical advice, Rawl. Thanks for sharing with us today. Well, in just a few moments, we'll tell you more about an audio pack that could help you share the love of Christ this Christmas season. But first, let's get back to more of today's message, the First Christ Mass. I think of how many people today will not have any room in their lives for Jesus Christ. Oh yes, they will have room in their lives for everything that brings pleasure. But when it comes to things of the Spirit and a relationship with Christ, they will have no relationship at all. They will take tonight as any other night. They will celebrate with friends and loved ones. They will partake of dinner. They will open their gifts. And yet those gifts will be actually without any meaning because the greatest gift of all gifts is Jesus Christ. The one that came 2,000 years ago to actually be born in that little stable in Bethlehem and became the Savior of the world for you and for me. Imagine, Jesus, Jehoshua Shua, the Messiah, the Anointed One of God, the one that we celebrate tonight. And when we hear of His title speaking of Savior, It speaks of a sacrifice that He gave to each one of us to save us from sin and guilt and the power of condemnation and the power of eternal death. That's why when we read the Scriptures in John 3.16, it says that for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then in Acts 4.12, Luke said, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by where we must be saved. And then in 1 Timothy 2.5, Paul says, For there is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And how we thank God for you tonight, for being here. For what God already has done in your life, what He's doing in your life. And at the same time as we read that story in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 22. Where we saw Mary and Joseph, the angel and the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Himself. We understand first of all, that the first fact to Christ's coming in fulfilling prophecy, not only from the past to the present to the future, is that Jesus Christ was not only the Savior of the world, 
but that he, Christ, was pre-existent. He existed before he ever came into the world. He is eternal. Way back in the Old Testament, when they were sacrificing lambs and goats and turtle doves, it is confirmed that Jesus Christ existed even at the beginning of the world. In the book of Genesis chapter 1. And to me, it is just so awesome to be able to recognize that the Old Testament affirms his preexistence. In Psalm 2, David wrote this. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. The father, speaking of his only begotten son. And then he confirms it in the New Testament, in the Gospel of John, when Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees about Abraham. In chapter 858, he said, Jesus said unto them, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham I am. They were questioning the coming of Jesus because they said, how can you know Abraham? And Abraham died 2,000 years ago. How do you know him? He said, I am that I am. Before him, I was. I've always been. The word I am literally means the becoming one. When Moses was standing in the presence of the Lord in that burning bush, And the Lord spoke to him and said, I want you to go and tell my people that I'm coming to deliver them. Moses said, who shall I send send me? Tell me your name. And he said, I am that I am, the becoming one. I'll become to you whatever your need may be tonight. Tonight, he is the Savior of the world. Savior, Jesus The one that came, not only to be born in a stable, but the one that came to live among us. And the one that for 33 years not only walked among us, but then at the end of his ministry, he was willing to give his life for the sins of the world. No wonder John the Baptist, his cousin, when he saw Jesus down by the Jordan River, said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Paul the Apostle proclaimed that Jesus was also preexistent. In Colossians 1.15, he said, He, Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, first in order in the Greek. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on the earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. Now that's an interesting word. In the actual Greek language, when He says that all things consist to Him, by Him, It means that he holds the whole universe under his hand. And when he is able to say, you can now be released, every neutron and proton would be released and the world would come to an end. He holds everything together. The moon, the sun, the stars. Everything is so dynamic the way he created it. So perfect. Jesus, the creator of the world. The creator of the heavens and the earth. 
And yet we see, secondly, that Christ himself not only has the fact that he was virgin born. It was predicted in the Old Testament and fulfilled in the New Testament. For example, I read to you Isaiah 7.14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us among men. And the fulfillment came in the New Testament, in Matthew 1.21, which we already read. And again, it was fulfilled in the fullness of time, according to Paul, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, where he says that when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. You see? Under the law. But He gave us what? His grace and His love and His mercy. You see, the mission of Jesus Christ was His perfect will for us. In John 6, 38, He said, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. Secondly, His perfect will in His own mission was to save sinners. I love this scripture. Luke 19, 10, memorize it. Listen to what he says. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. We were lost in sin and in darkness on our way to hell. And because of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we have hope for the future. That one day we're going to die and when we die, because we have received Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we have the hope of eternal life because of what He has done and what He is doing even tonight. There's always a lot going on this time of year, but we hope that today's message has moved you to make time for worship as you embrace Jesus' astounding love this Christmas. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To hear today's lesson again, we'll be glad to send you a complete copy for a gift of $5 or more. Our phone number is 800-634-9165. When you get in touch with us, ask for Raul's teaching titled, The First Christ Mass. To further encourage your heart, we'd like to tell you about Rawls' four-CD study pack simply titled Salvation. This resource from Rawls provides an overview of why Jesus came to earth and outlines God's plans to ensure we could enjoy eternal life through the gift of His Son. Contact us today to order Rawls' Salvation audio pack and enrich your Christmas celebrations for years to come. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to ask for Rawls' 4-CD study. We'll send you this collection for a gift of $18 or more. Our phone number once again is 800-634-9165. If you'd like to order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your tax-deductible gifts help keep these programs on the air, and we appreciate your partnership. Next time in our continuing Christmas series, 
We'll explore how Jesus' mother first responded to the angel's announcement that she would raise the world's Savior as her son. We hope you'll join us for inspiration to follow Mary's example in a life of faith and surrender. With a final word now, here's Raul once again. And then, fourthly, he is holy. No one is holier than him. It's important that we understand that the holiness of God, no one could ever approach God, but Jesus Christ became the intercessor, the mediator, the bridge builder, so that we could come directly through Jesus in order to get to the Father, or otherwise we could never see the Father, because He's so holy. And we have received the same holiness when we come to Jesus Christ. That means to be set apart, to be separated to Him. That one day, when we enter into the presence of the Lord, there won't be any more sickness, no more death, no more disease, no more sorrow, no more crying. But we will be with Him forever and ever and ever, even as in that night when the baby Jesus was born. And the wise men came down from the east. And the shepherds came. And the angel pronounced it. And there was great joy and great happiness. And everybody was just amazed at the virgin birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And yet they all knew that he came to save sinners. Just like you and just like me tonight. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.